You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It's quite a trio here today. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm the middle sister. I'm in the Wendry studio with two kind of semi-surprised. It's, it's, a, it's a surprise sister combo, wouldn't you say? So, Sheila, you were here last week. Welcome back to the Wendry Thank studio. Thank you, fellow middle sister. <laughs> and we're so glad we have Julie in the house with us today. This is my first time in the Wondry Studio, Liz. Ever. I'm really super excited to be here. I got to meet Sergio, our engineer. <laughs> really, really excited is, about that. Yeah. Is it everything you pictured? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it is fabulous here, Liz. Absolutely <laughs> fabulous. It is like, you know, coming to the headquarters, there's always a, a real buzz, a real excitement. So right. I'm here this week for some low-level meetings. That's what I describe them as. Yes. I know you only go to high-level meetings, Liz. Well, you know, yeah, it's low-level because it's just us meeting it, with us. Yes. Yeah, that's it. It's just the sisters meeting with the sisters. But okay. I, I'm delighted to be here, and yeah. it's a real thrill. Okay. Well, we do have a jam-packed episode. First of all, Julie's got an update on the latest fights that are happening on flights. Yeah, That's I know. what we need, more anxiety in the air. Yeah, I've got a whole new issue for you to work out. Yeah. Oh, no. I've got some new research that really, it's some surprising results about how women really get ahead in the workplace. Uh-huh. It's so logical once you hear it, but a little bit of a surprise. Yeah. And Sheila's going to answer some of the questions you posted for her in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. You ready for that, Jill? Absolutely. Everything from dating to Parmesan chips. I got it. (laughs) People count on you for so much. (laughs) So much. Okay, first we wanted to salute. You know, it's been a couple of busy weeks. We haven't had a Satellite Sisters of the Week, but we've been thinking about a bunch of them. And these are women breaking barriers out there all over the world that we just feel like Satellite Sisters, we're here to mention them, right? We have to take a moment to salute them. Absolutely, Liz. So let's just take a moment to salute Simone Biles. Oh, my God. I mean, she broke the all-time record for the most medals by any gymnast at the World Championships by winning the balance beam competition Sunday. So, I mean, there's nothing she can't do. I could watch that video a million times. (laughs) I still don't know how she does it. It still makes me nervous. And then she just, I, I, I just know. love that. Okay, you so know. whenever you're down, just go watch the Simone Biles video. I will, uh, video. and that, yeah. was my, that was my event, the, oh. the balance beam. I don't know if you girls remember. Oh, you're I, I could only do a few things, and then the dismount. Boom. <laughs> okay, well, Sheila, you might want to know then that your role model, Simone Biles, will be throwing out the ceremonial first pitch at the World Series game Wednesday night. It's Tuesday as we record this. She's a Houston native. So it's the Astros versus the Who's the Nats, right? It's mm-hmm. just not the Yankees. Uh, the uh, Anyway, so Wednesday night, you can take that in. So, like, shout out to Simone Biles. Also, shout out to Bridget Kosge. She crushed the marathon world record last weekend in Chicago. Can you imagine running a marathon in 2 no, well, First of all, can you imagine a running a marathon? No, nope. right. I'm out. I'm out. I know I mean, you've done that, Liz. I've but. done it twice, but like barely breaking five hours. So when you see when you see someone really crush a world record like that, you just have to take a moment to admit how amazing it is. So congratulations, Bridget. And then finally, of course, our astronauts who did the spacewalk. 
Yay. Our two girls out there just walking around for five hours doing it in suits that actually fit them, Liz. <laughs> I was happy, happy about that. But the best part is they're best friends, Liz. Isn't that the That's best part? That's really nice. That is one of the best parts. You know, the first time women went outside of a space station was 1984, so they've been spacewalking up there for a while. But what's unique here is that this is the first time that everyone outside the space station was a woman. Yep. So we love that. But, you know, sisters, I also want to give a special shout out to Satellite Sisters of the Week, Anne McLean, because she's the one who should have gone on the spacewalk she earlier this year. She got sent back to Earth, Liz. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't too good. But, yeah. you know, she, again, sent out this super gracious statement. She tweeted, you know, success is good. And she tweeted out a link to watch the event, uh, even though she wasn't in it. And she wrote, but watching two people you love succeed, knowing you got to share part of their history, that's really the best. That's the deep down kind of happiness that's hard to explain. My, BF, my BFFs are the best. So, okay, they're sisterhood. Uh-huh. We, we uh-huh. really like that. So thank you. Thank you, Anne McLean. And it really makes, did, did you see the skit that A.D. Bryant did on Saturday no, Night Live? I didn't. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to put a link to the show notes. So this was about A.D. Bryant pretending she was, she was that woman who got bumped yeah. and trying not to be mad. But being pretty darn mad. So one of the things she says in the skit is, so did 216 combat missions in the United States Army and got two master's degree in aerospace engineering. But then the space shirt and the space pants were the wrong size. So the dream's got to die. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, as Andy Bryan said, to all the little girls out there, I just want to say you can all become astronauts, just not at the same time. But now you can. You can all do that at the same time. I know. We love it. It's it's inspiring to all of us. Yes, it is. So, okay, Sheila, there is, uh, you know, it's rare that we have you on the show. And, of course, we're delighted to have you here. Thank you, Liz. Longtime listeners know you had a couple of special subject areas. You did the Cozy Couch. You did our entertainment reviews. And you had, mm, like, a colorful dating life. That we all we, we often got. You had a dating life. <laughs> Was that a million years ago? I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, but you had a dating life, which uh, I, I don't think any of the other sisters qualified no, in that area. I was yeah. open to dating. And um, yes, I, Liz, Betsy Schmidt, longtime listener, posted on this Satellite Sisters website. Every time I see Brad Garrett, I think of you. How's the dating going? Because at one point, believe it or not, I dated Brad Garrett. I remember that. Quotes. That's, that's what I think. Every time I see him, I say, that guy went out with Sheila. But that was a reality of. TV uh, gambit, right? Yeah. Yes. Reality is much different than reality <laughs> TV. So I have some big news. Okay. okay. All right. We I went on a date. Sheila. You did. Excellent. Yay. This was a long time coming. Okay. We're talking almost 10 years. Okay. When oh. I've been... <laughs> Okay. okay. I thought I'd been on that a is... date, and I really should have called one. I yeah. don't know if I should have called you, but I had to prepare. Okay. I mean, I, this was big. Okay. Yeah. This was huge. Tell us about the preparation. Okay, so okay. this was a client recommendation, a family friend from one of my—all my clients are amazing. Okay. But a mom came to me and said, we have a family friend, a widower, two sons— and we're thinking that you might want to meet him. Oh. So she really dangled the carrot out there. <laughs> I kind of like that, Sheila. And then made me wait Sheila. for a couple months before he came into town. But 
I mean, that's good. He's been vetted. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's you're not, and you're not just using an app. You know, yeah. Or no, anything. no. No. Right. No. He was. And vetted. she really knows you. She has she, seen you in action. She and knows who you really are. She really knows me. And what she said to start off was, "He has a really good heart." I like so that. That's okay. A, that's important. Yes. Um. So my first thought, of course, was, "What am I going to wear?" Okay. What am I yeah. going okay, to wear Sheila. on yeah. a date? I haven't been on a date in, now, and I and I used to go out and buy a new date blouse yeah. to sort of wear over my leggings, okay. my structured leggings. Yes. And maybe Which some, is a very good look for you. Yeah, maybe some boots, uh-huh. suede oh, yeah. boots yeah. to elongate. Yeah. But, Julie, something about this man, a widower, older, with two sons, told me, I think I need to wear a dress okay. to dinner. Oh. So he called me ahead of time. Oh, he invited you to dinner? Sheila. Yes. Oh, nice. He called me ahead of time. He said, Pasadena is not my home, uh-huh. um, so uh, more on that later. He said, why don't you pick the restaurant and the time? Okay. <laughs> okay, so does he know you oh, eat no. dinner at 5 p.m.? <laughs> 4.30. You didn't, you didn't say 4.30 in the afternoon, did No, you? I had to wait until 6.15 <laughs> okay. for dinner. That's good. Because I couldn't wait till 6.30. <laughs> okay, too late. And I picked a restaurant that's two minutes from my house. Okay, good. Very classy restaurant. Okay. But not super classy. But classy. Yeah. Okay. He's good he choice. He said pick the restaurant. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. So what will I wear? I went into my closet and I found the Ann Taylor blue lace dress that was going to be a default for the wedding. Yes. I saw that, uh, Sheila. That <laughs> Whoever you are. Yes, Sheila. <laughs> Sheila. I saw that. Well, I was thinking of Leanne because she has a, a blue lace dress right. too. But you're, yes, very right. nice. Very classy. Very flattering. Flattering. On you. And yeah. and when I originally asked Leanne, you know, she said, what are you going to wear to Ruth's wedding, my daughter's wedding? I said, well, I have a beautiful blue lace. She said, Ann Taylor, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the Ann Taylor dress for a dinner date with Perfect. a classy gentleman. Yes. Okay, then I know, Julie, you've always told me, go with a closed-toed shoe. Yes. But I didn't have any that really fit. Okay. My feet had swelled a little <laughs> bit during the summer. So uh-huh. I had an open-toe sandal. But again, two, the two-minute... Um, from my house, mm. and they have valet parking. So I knew I really only had to walk about 50 feet. <laughs> I like this, Sheila. You are setting this up for success. Okay. Just taking out variables that you don't have yes. to worry about yes. on the date. I love yes. it. Okay. All right. Okay. Walk into the restaurant, and I see my date. Mm-hmm. Um, my date's name is... <laughs> Steve. Yeah. Although sometimes I call him Frank. I forget what his name is sometimes. I would try to nail that down <laughs> okay. for, the, for the long-term relationship. His name is Steve. Yeah. Now, I'm going to give you some um, major bullet points on Steve, okay. who I met. And then I find that each bullet point is both positive and negative. So tell me what you think. Okay. Okay. Ready? He lives in D.C. Hmm, I think that's hmm. a positive. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff happening in D.C. Yes, right now. Yes, yes. yes. Um, but you don't ever want to go there. And based on the fact that it took me a couple weeks to get ready for the date, it could be fine. That yes. could be good that right. he's not right around the corner. So right. it's not frequency will not be your issue. Right. Okay. And, okay so, and there'll be no drop-ins, right? No. Lives in D.C. but has a You're not going to run into him in CVS, <laughs> Sheila. <laughs> That. That's With true. my cozy clothes. Yes. Okay. okay. Number two, major golfer. 
positive Ooh. and negative. Because what do we know about golf resorts? They all have luxurious Smug. ladies' rooms <laughs> with all the amenities, right? I could spend hours in a free in a hairspray, room. lotion, yes, yes, some ha- towels, some final galore. net. That all I want final is net. all I want is a comb and some Barbasol. Yes, yes. I'm happy. Yeah, okay. and a shower. Okay, okay. I think that's right. good. Again, okay, but he's not going to want you to play golf with okay, him. Okay, I mentioned that on the date. Okay. I said, by the way, I have never golfed, Steve. He said. It's too. It's too late to. Don't even start. Oh, good. So fine. Good. good. All right. Good. Fine. Good. Number three. And it does mean he'll be gone for long stretches. Which but I always I like, think is a positive. Right. But I like that he. You could be ending up at a nice golf resort, <laughs> sitting by the pool, <laughs> Sheila. I like that. Okay. Number three. He is short. Okay. okay. But that's a positive and a negative. Yeah. I don't need to wear heels anymore. Yeah. Okay. No, no. these flats, yes. just bring it on. Okay. Right? right. And and you are short. Yes. Right. You're petite. So it's she not will. like you're tall and they're going to tower over him. We're, we're eye to eye. Okay. So in other words, I did, there was no neck strain <laughs> looking up at him. I think going forward to, again, to eliminate neck strain in your relationships, very good. You're both older now, so you got to yeah. be good to your muscles. Yes. Okay. You number know. four, he did admit he has hearing problems problems, but I did not notice that at dinner Okay, because we talked for two hours. Okay. Oh. There was just one moment where there was a lull in the conversation, and I said, and we had a lot to talk about, kids, careers, blah, mm-hmm. blah, and then there was a lull, and I said, the scallops are delicious, and he said, my son is 34. <laughs> but... You know what? You know what? Who cares? I mean, he you know doesn't what? need to hear the scallops are delicious. No, he <laughs> no, doesn't. Just what? repeat it. Yeah, okay. just, it doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, that's very common for many people in a restaurant situation yeah. that they can't hear well. <laughs> well, okay. the po- important thing is I had scallops yes. for the first time in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> when someone else is buying. <laughs> and last thing I can Can I just say one yeah. more thing about the hearing thing? Here's what I do now with that. Like if I say something and somebody responds in a way that indicates that they probably didn't hear what I said. I always ask myself, I wonder how often I do that. Because I bet we all do it now. Oh, yes, I do it a lot. In fact, I told Liam this story, and she said, well, your hearing's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the last thing I will say um, is that he enjoys scallop potatoes. And I know that's random, but we ordered scallop potatoes to go along with our entrees. And what do all the Dolans? We yes. love scallop plus potatoes. and minus, right? Yes. I, I think that is he's a, a meat plus. and potatoes guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he's coming into town in another couple weeks. Okay. And he said he'd love to call me. Okay. Okay. And he texted me right after the date and said it was incredibly enjoyable. Oh, Sheila, that's wow, really nice. That's, nice. that's very right. positive, and that you have two to three weeks to plan your next outfit. <laughs> yes. Fine. Thanks. Was it yes. was it enjoyable for you? Oh. Yes, it was lovely. Just and, talking to a grown-up. And like, I guess the, the best thing about the whole date was when we first sat down, he said to me, let's just take our time. Oh, that's nice. I like With that. the menus. Yeah. I like and it, that. 
But he he didn't realize you were already hangry. (laughs) Did you eat before dinner? Before you went to dinner? I had a snack. I did. (laughs) That was why, Sheila. That's good. All right. So good things. Okay. That is good. Yeah. I I like it. Yeah. Let's just take our time as a sign that, like, I would just like to enjoy your company. Right. And that's a metaphor, I think. Yes. DC, Pasadena, Uh there's going to be some time in between the dates. You take that time and learn his name. Uh, okay, well, that is great, Sheila. That is very exciting. We are going to thank a couple of sponsors right now. But first, I want to remind everyone, you know, we have a store, uh, the Satellite Sister Shop. You this sure is, do. It's starting to be the season where you're going to want to be stockpiling your your holiday gifts, right, Jewel? Yeah, there's no reason to panic about the ho- upcoming holidays. Just go there. No. Get sh- you get, there's shirts, mugs, everything you want for all your, the Satellite Sisters. Yeah. For urban, they have Urban Nana stuff there. You Liz? have your own yep. product line, Urban I Nana. Yeah. We have just all kinds of logoed uh, Satellite Sisters stuff that you can share in. All kinds of, we've got inclusive sizing, we've got baby sizing. We've got all of that. We've got the whole stay noisy line oh, of that, products. That's really cute. Those yeah. make great gifts, like if you have young women that you know that you're trying to buy things for. So it's super easy to do and super easy to find. You just go to our website, which we almost never mention on the show, but we probably should mention we should. more often. SatelliteSisters.com is a good place for all things Satellite Sisters. We always have show notes there. There's photos. There's other information about us. But if you go to SatelliteSisters.com in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see Satellite Sister Shop. Click here. And then it takes you right to the shop. You can look at all the products, and you can just order away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't want to put any holiday pressure on people. But here we are, late October. It would be an excellent time to start. Yeah. Just peruse. Take so, your time. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> that, and that's shop. today's mm-hmm. theme. Okay. So, uh, so we've got some stuff you can buy, and so do our sponsors. Satellite Sisters would like to thank Warby Parker. We love Warby Parker, don't we, Joel? I love those glasses, Liz. I do. Yeah. You know, I just posted a picture of myself in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group over the weekend in the Operation Sea Turtle post I do every Saturday of me in my new downing sunglasses. They were awesome, Liz. Yeah. People even commented that I may not be doing so well on my health and fitness program, but I'm killing it in the sunglass category. <laughs> <laughs> so so I know it's hard to pick out sunglasses. So if you need help, take the quiz at Warby Parker. If you answer a few quick questions, they'll suggest some great looking glasses that are totally personalized to fit your face and style. I love that, Liz. And then better yet, they send them to you. I know. This is the genius of Warby Parker. It's the free home try-on program. You order five pairs of glasses and try them on for five days. There's no obligation to buy any of them. It ships free and includes a prepaid return shipping label. You just head to warbyparker.com slash sisters to order your free home try-on. Take the quiz and find a pair that's perfect today. And you know what's amazing, Julie, is that the glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. It's a great price. Yeah. The lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings, and blue light filtering lenses are now available. So, you know, come on. I don't know what you people are waiting for. They're so attractive. You even said so when you saw me in them, which says a lot. (laughs) Yeah, we don't like to give you a lot of compliments, Liz, but you (laughs) look great in those sunglasses. Okay, so here's what you do. You head to warbybarker.com slash sisters to order your free home try-on. Take the quiz and find a pair that's perfect for you. WarbyParker.com slash sisters. Thanks, Warby Parker. I really enjoy mine. I don't know about the rest of you. We'd also like to thank Rothy's. Now, 
Julie, I know you're a huge Rothy's fan. I thank Rothy's every single day, Liz. Well, you know, it's because they're the perfect everyday shoes for life on the go, don't right. you think? I wear the sneaker. I have them in, in classic navy blue, Liz. So so easy to pack, so easy to wash. They're they're my go-to shoe. Yeah, me too. I wear the I wear the flat. They're stylish and comfortable, and they go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. And it's the ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns that keep you going back to that website. I'm a little jealous of Leanne's fig color shoes. Oh, those are nice. Yeah, I might have to get some of those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Rothy's are seamlessly knit using thread from plastic water bottles. I know we've said this before, but it's still hard to believe when you put them on because they're so ultra comfortable. It blows your mind, Liz. Yep. They are the most comfortable flats you can get. Plus, Rothy's always comes with free shipping and free returns and exchanges. So that's kind of no risk, no worries, no reason not to try. Okay, so here we go. Here's what you do. You go to rothys.com slash sisters to get your new favorite flats, like my loafers. Comfort, style, and sustainability, these are the shoes you've been waiting for. rothys.com slash sisters today. You know, you'll quickly discover why BuzzFeed called them their forever shoes. I think we'd agree. I don't know why they need to turn to BuzzFeed when they have the satellite sisters. I know. I know. We've yeah. already said they're my everyday shoes, yeah. <laughs> which is better than forever. Okay. Rothys.com slash sisters. Thank Rothys for supporting the podcast. All right. And we are back. Hey, you guys, you know, I told you last week that right after the show, I was headed to the airport to fly to Washington, D.C. for a big event that I was hosting. I interviewed... Adam Rippon on stage at Sixth and I. Oh my God! I was it amazing? So it was amazing. I, you know, he's. If you remember, Adam Rippon is the Olympic skater who, at the last Pyeongchang Olympics, he won. He won a bronze medal as part of the U.S. team, but he also just declared himself America's sweetheart. Yes, remember? He yes, just like the, a self-professed America's sweetheart. And his new book is called Beautiful on the Outside, so which is very funny, too, just as a thought. And But talking to him, it's a good reminder why he can pull off the America's Sweetheart tag, because he's just, like, charming and funny and sweet and vulnerable. And it, it was really a pleasure to, to be backstage with him. We got a little bit caught up. You know, I know I've mentioned Leanne and I had dinner with him one time right before the last Olympics. And so here's what they do now. The authors, the cool authors is instead of doing a book signing Uh after, they sign all the books in advance, and then they do selfies after. Uh So you just get the book. And then you get your picture taken with him. So he was back. Yeah, he was backstage signing, signing books, and we just chit chatted for a while. And you know, if you can make it to, he's touring around. I'll put a link to his schedule in our show notes. He's going to Seattle and Houston and Atlanta, Miami, and he's doing some TV appearances. He's just really, really delightful. the The actual conversation we had will be one of the Sixth and I podcasts, and I believe that drops tomorrow. So I will send out the link if you actually want to hear the whole conversation. But it was really fun. But it was also great. I looked out into the audience. There were like 500 people there. And it's in this beautiful old synagogue that's been restored uh, for these events. And I looked out in the audience and there were Lots of Satellite Sisters and Misters. So I love the pictures that you posted at Facebook, Liz. It's so great to see our Satellite Sisters all over the country, all over the world. Yeah. 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 And we were talking about you, Julie, because at this event, they are big believers at Sixth and I 
in the adult sippy cups. So everybody had adult <laughs> sippy cups during, is during our conversation. It's the best. The, the yeah. Yeah. downstairs afterwards. So thank you to everyone who came. It was really fun to see all of you. There were several that had pictures of the la- from the last Washington meetup we had, which was like five years ago, Sheila. And they were showing me the- those pictures. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that dress. Whatever, whatever <laughs> happened to that dress? Uh, but Claire, one of the women who came, she made a comment that I thought was, that especially stuck in my head. She said, it takes a special effort to come out on a school night, mm-hmm. and she lives in the burbs, so to come into the city right. is a big deal. So so we know that, and that's why we appreciate when you show up for stuff. It's why when we schedule our things, we mainly put them on Saturdays and Sundays, because we know it's hard after a long day to like then to get yourself dressed up oh, and yeah. go out. <laughs> no weekdays for me. <laughs> <laughs> but... Claire said, Julie, you'll appreciate this, that one of the things she likes about listening to Satellite Sisters is because we go out a lot and do a lot of things and go to the theater and museums and all kinds of stuff that she feels like we inspire her to, like, get out more and do more things. Okay. So I'm happy we could do that. I am happy we can do that. We better keep doing it. Yes. So and then and I was telling Leon this and she said, well, that's because we have to go do stuff. So we have stuff to talk about on the show, <laughs> which is partially true, Claire. Would we do this much if we didn't uh, have to have to do the show? We probably would anyway. So that was a pleasure. And special thank you to Glenn with two ends who came. He is a longtime satellite mister and posts a lot in the Facebook group. And when he said, oh, hi, I'm Glenn. I'm like, oh, you're Glenn, <laughs> Glenn with two ends. I think people don't realize how close we feel to all the people that post at our Facebook group. Right. I feel like they are our fa- our family, our friends, and it's such a thrill when we get to meet them. It really is. So we're working on some things for the spring. We'll let you know when that comes together. So I'm speaking of getting out and doing things, I went – the next day I was doing some work at 6th and I and then spent the afternoon at the National Museum of African American – Oh, wait a minute. National Museum of African American History and Culture. Oh. Which is Tell you know, us about that. It's so amazing. You huh. know, I when it first opened, I was going in and out of Washington, DC a lot because I was still working at National Geographic. But it was always so crowded that you know I could never get the timed ticket at the right time to be able to go. But now it's off peak and you can just walk in. So if you've been intimidated in the past, like, oh, I don't have time to schedule that, it's too complicated. Uh, that's not true. Put it on your list, Sheila, for your when you go trips, to DC to visit the first trip to DC to, to visit see Frank, Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve. Okay. okay, so here's my first and biggest takeaway from the African American Museum. There is just so much I was never taught and don't know about our own history as Americans. You know, it's just it's kind of shocking in a way, mm-hmm. but also. It's about time that we're learning all of this. You know, obviously, there's much more to the story of African-Americans in America than the history of slavery. But in the galleries that are specifically about that, like you're just getting a whole new perspective on the economic structure of the early colonies and how that sustained slavery. And, you know, let this sentence sink in. I had never really thought about this before. The transatlantic slave trade was the largest forced migration in history. Hmm. And and then then they kind of deconstructed and you understand who went where and how that happened. Uh, it's just 
incredibly dramatic, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, and sad for our country, but also kind of a there's part of me that thinks we didn't even we skipped right over this when right. we were kids. No, we never got that. Even when you're in high school or college, yeah. it, it, no. it was never. It's just a part of our history that until now has gone ignored. So. I was really happy that galleries were just full of school groups, Sheila. Fantastic. And I yes. know you've taken a lot of kids yes. to a lot of museums, and I was just kind of jealous of them because they're learning so much more about American history than we learned right. when we were their age. And and it's about time. Um, and also there are just so many great galleries full of stories of individuals whose stories we don't know but should. Some really great exhibits specifically about women. So, you know, if that's a particular interest, go, including the women of the civil rights movement. And just also they have a massive collection just of photographs of African-American families. So all over the walls, everywhere, just beautiful family pictures through the centuries. It was it was very dramatic and really I could go I'm sure I could go back, you know, ten more times and learn something every time. So if you're in town, you should go. It just is I didn't even get into some of the art galleries. Mm-hmm. I mainly was in the history galleries. So um put that definitely put that I will, on your I list. mean there's always a lot to do in Washington, but that right. is an excellent suggestion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're ever there with your kids, I think they would enjoy but it's I don't know. In some ways, it's even more dramatic for us because it does it does make you realize just the untold stories, yeah. the things we didn't know, didn't right. learn that it wasn't even considered like a part of our history. It was like this other thing mm-hmm. that nobody ever talked about. So that was really dramatic. Anyway, go. That's okay. what I would say. That's good, Liz. This is kind of a hard turn, but I'm going to ask you. Of you anyway. So your trip to Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. Are you a window or an aisle seat? I Or I'm, a middle? I, I, I don't think you're a middle. <laughs> I, I mean, that uh, is our sister Monica. <laughs> Somehow she always ends up in a middle seat. But you, no. You're, I totally aisle. You're yeah. an aisle. Yeah. aisle. Because I like to get aisle. up and walk around. Aisle. aisle. I'm a total aisle t- person. So, but here is, I've been reading a number of articles about this sort of a new frontier of airline disputes. And that is the window shade. Who controls the window shade on an airplane? Because you see, now more people are coming on planes with their own screens, their own devices, and they want the cabin darkened so they can see their movies, play their games. Oh, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so they want darkness. But then there are plenty of other people on the plane that are maybe slightly claustrophobic and want to look out, want to see this great country of ours as we're flying over it. Yeah. Or just like to see daylight or, mm. or, yeah. or, 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 you know, just... I mean, it sort of makes sense that the people that choose to sit by the window, it's because they want to look out the window. Right. All right. But anytime I've sat next to a window person, yeah. they o- keep the window open and then they fall asleep. Yeah. Which is... What do I do, Julie? I am watching a movie. Do I reach over and 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 close it, or do they? Do I ask them right before they drift off to sleep? Would you mind closing? I that? know you don't want to wake them up, but here's here's what I think. If I always take an aisle seat, but I don't own the aisle, I cannot block people who want to get up and go out in the aisle. Mm-hmm. So why, if you sit by the window, you don't own that window? That's not your window shade. But then, oh. but then, who owns that window? Okay, the airplane owns the airline owns the window. Yeah. So I think if the flight attendants say, "Hey, could you put the windows seats da- uh, the window shades down?" I'm okay with that. 
But otherwise, I want the window shades up. I, I oh, don't wanna... you do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't like it up. <laughs> no, I want dark. Okay, well, get, take a blanket. Put it over your head. <laughs> oh, no. So I'm supposed to contact a flight attendant to ask the sleepy person uh, yeah, to I would. close it? Yeah. All right. Uh, I, I'm with you, Julie. I think I don't like sitting in a dark tube for hours and hours. If it's daylight out, I want to feel the daylight. Oh, no. Yes. And I, I was dark watching it. a few ep- <laughs> I was I was watching a few episodes of Succession on my phone coming home from DC the other night and it was um it was sort of late afternoon, so it was a little bright in there. It would have been better if the window shade was down, but I can live with that. I did turn off my neighbor's overhead light though. Okay. Because he had fallen asleep. So he doesn't need his light on if he's asleep. Right. Okay. So All right. well anyway, let us know what you think. Okay. Window who owns the window <laughs> who shade? Owns the window. Okay. I just want to express my um uh, feelings then for the flight attendants who now have to get into the middle of one I more know. thing as I, if they don't have the craziest job as it is. I feel terrible about that. Yes. Yeah, No, I, I know. I agree. I agree. But I don't feel terrible. They offer free movies. Put the window shade down. We all know we need darkness to watch a movie. Anyway, that's Some me. of us don't know I that. I hardly ever leave the house. Okay, so there was another story that I saw that I wanted to talk about, and this was a um, a new study that came out about how women really get ahead in the workplace, and it had an interesting conclusion. Uh, it was that it's not your last big promotion that makes a difference. In other words, you getting promoted to what they call the C-suite jobs. Okay, okay. It's your first promotion that makes a difference, that your first jump into what would be considered a management position does much more to determine how far you are going to get ahead in that company than a so-called a more glamorous, bigger promotion that comes later in your career. So you have to get on the right track from the beginning. From the beginning. Huh. That, you know, which seems incredibly obvious when you say it out loud. So this was a study that McKinsey did. It said for every 100 men promoted or hired into their first management position, only 72 women are given that same opportunity. So right then, you're creating some people are on the ladder and other people are not on the ladder. So that's why they call it the missing, oh, the broken rung. Yeah. So this is what they said in this study from Lean In and McKinsey, that the broken rung is actually the biggest systemic the biggest systemic barrier to gender parity because if you don't get on that first rung, you've got like no shot at the rungs later. And I but thought see, that was the focus of the companies is always on let's who's in the C suite, who's yes. on the board. Yeah. They're not looking as well as much uh at, at the, the entry level mm-hmm, positions. Mm-hmm. And so and that's and there's actually been a lot of progress at the top. They said according to the survey, only nineteen percent of human resource leaders said that getting promoted to first-level manager roles is a challenge for women at work. Companies have focused their gender diversity efforts on the C-suite, which is the segment that's seen the most progress in the past four years, that 44% of companies now have three or more women in their C-suite, up from 29% in 2015. So by focusing on those kind of glass ceiling, Mm -hmm. nobody's ever been there before jobs, they've actually made progress. But the worst spot is from the very beginning, because it's the women who are early or low down in the talent pipeline, so they don't get the attention, and so they're, like, behind right from the get-go. 
So what they're recommending, and, you know, I've been in companies that do this, so, you know, to set targets for the numbers of women in first-level management. And I know I've been in companies where if you were looking at, like, who you're promoting, you can't just, okay, like, here are the... Here are the three white guys that I'm thinking of promoting right. the job. You have to show a pool a, of a pool of a candidates, pool, yes, hopefully. that is you know racially, racially, ethnically, and gender uh, diverse, and then you know hold people to standards at that level. The same way we're now holding people to standards at the higher level, and boom, you get more women on the ladder. You get rid of that broken rung, and slowly they're going to make their way up. Yeah, so, I thought this was such an interesting study, Liz, and that one where companies and human resource departments can really look at it and really think about their unconscious bias yes. in their hiring practices and and in their promotions at the first level. Yes. And if this, if this was my other podcast, Safe for Work, yeah. I would tell women who are listening, that's why it's important for you to apply for those promotions and go for it. All the research also shows that men always think they're qualified for the next job up. Sure. Right? It's just what, they, it's what they've always been taught right. about themselves. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Where women, if the job has 10 requirements and we can only do six of them, we think, oh, we're not qualified. No, go for those jobs no matter what. And now we have proof that if you get on that first rung, you're going to be much better, better off later on. And uh, so go okay, for it. Okay, you heard it for here. Liz said, go for it, Sheila. <laughs> and I'm going to say it again on my other show. So if you've already heard it here, I'm sorry. I, I just I think it's a good one on Safe for Work, too. So, okay, we are going to uh, wrap up this. We're going to thank a few sponsors. And then coming up, are we are we already at the part of the show where we're going to get into the Sheila Q&A? Yes. Okay. Yes. This I'm, is ready. Really, this, I'm ready. I'm <laughs> ready. This is a, the so, peak of the show <laughs> is coming up. So hang on. We'll be right after. We'll be right back after we thank a few sponsors. Satellite Sisters would like to thank Third Love. You know, Julie, that Fit Finder quiz, it's amazing. I didn't think it was going to work, Liz. Yeah. But I took the quiz. They sent me a bra, and guess what? It fits. <laughs> it totally works. Third love is in the house today. <laughs> you know, over 14 million women have taken the quiz to date, and it's actually fun. It takes less than a minute. It helps you identify what breast shape is yours is and what the best fit is for you, and they provide the perfect fit promise. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. I like that. That is great. If you ask me, I really think that Third Love is hands down the most comfortable bra I've ever worn. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love that the straps don't It's slip. the straps. That's what I think it is, Liz. <laughs> you think that's I, the key? I, to me, yes. Okay. Super, and super how do you feel about the tagless labels? Because there's no itching back there. Of course. I think that's a breakthrough. Why did that take so long? I don't know. Bra Liz. technology. Anyway, so Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now, they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com sisters now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com sisters for 15% off today. You are going to love Third Love. Satellite Sisters would also like to thank Copari. Now, we have Sheila Dolan in the house today to help us talk about how much we love this product. So, because I've talked about how much I love Copari's aluminum-free coconut deodorant before, Sheila. And uh, now they've got an amazing new scent called Driftwood, and it's the first charcoal deodorant from Copari. So 
I understand you're wearing Kapari today? I am wearing the aluminum-free coconut, Liz. Mm -hmm. It's yummy, Mm -hmm. but subtle. Yummy, but subtle. And the the applicator is so smooth on your armpits. That's nice under there, isn't it? It's really, really nice. Is it an applicator? Yeah, it's an applicator. And I'd love to try the uh, driftwood. Driftwood. Okay, well, driftwood smells of sandalwood and cedarwood with middle notes of zesty clove. So it seems like a sort of holiday deodorant. (laughs) That sounds fabulous. (laughs) Kapari's Coconut is a cleaner alternative to traditional deodorants. It's aluminum-free, as we mentioned, vegan, and does not contain any silicones, sulfates, parabens, GMOs, or baking soda. Instead, this deodorant helps keep you fresh with plant-based actives like sage oil and coconut oil. You're sort of in a plant-based phase of your life, aren't you, Sheila? Totally (laughs) plant-based, except when I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kapari is. So go to kaparibeauty.com slash sisters to save $5 off your first deodorant order when you subscribe. That's Kopari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash sisters. Kopari, beauty.com slash sisters. We're just, we're down with the Kopari. Fresh and subtle, Liz. (laughs) Fresh Fresh. and subtle. You heard it from Sheila. Thanks, Kopari. We are back coming up in Entertaining Sisters. We want to talk about the new Catherine the Great on HBO. Yeah. The succession. What are we going to do without it? Uh, the Crown is coming back. I know, I know. And I have a great book recommendation for you. Okay, yeah. great. But first, it's the Cozy Corner with Sheila Dolan, the <laughs> Sheila Dolan Q&A. Sheila, because people have missed you. They did have some things they wanted to just check in with you on. Sure, Liz. And uh, so you picked out some of the questions, and you can just go for it. I, I am ready to address. So uh, Christy O'Neill just asked me about fall favorites. I like that. And she said, let's go deep on shallow stuff. All right. So snacks. Um, I want to mention a couple new snacks okay. I have. One, Parmesan chips. Okay. Have you discovered these? No. Okay. They are delicious. Do you really? make, they're, do, are you no, making no, these? No, you no. buy okay. them. They're, they're round <laughs> discs of pure Parmesan cheese. Yes. Oh. That's it. Yeah, you can make those. It's all salt. It's just salt and fat. Mm -hmm. But it's um, keto-friendly. Okay. And um, just enjoy them. Yes. I mean, just just enjoy them. Sometimes I have to just put them away because I'll eat too many of them. Okay. Okay. Is that a Trader Joe's item? Where do you you secure them? You can't get them at Trader Joe's. You can get them at Whole Foods. Okay. 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 So I'm going to mention Whole Foods a lot, but I cook for one and I'm able to cook. Give myself a little treat now and then, like a Parmesan chip. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Or two or three. Okay. All right. Ready? <laughs> Snack um, news. Mm-hmm. I also, um, Christy wants to know, do I have any new candles, decor, things like that? Again, at Whole Foods, okay. they have the pumpkin spice pine cones. <laughs> I, oh, these yeah. are great aromatherapy. Uh-huh. Big, giant bags of pumpkin spice. Spine cones. I put some fi- by my fireplace. Okay. And then a bowl by the door. So, and when, when I have students over, I think it just, they like it. They mm-hmm. like that so cozy, you have, nutmeggy, cinnamon smell. Uh-huh. You know, our mom could have done this. Yes, I know. Because she, she used to collect pine cones. I know. She used yeah. to mail me pine cones. Okay. It yes. is a tribute to yeah. mom. Yes. Yeah. And, and cinnamon is supposed to be very good. For energizing. Oh, yeah. okay. And I need oh, that. Oh, really? See, I, I don't really like the taste of pumpkin spice, but maybe I just would like the smell. The okay. aroma. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. So my decor, 
my decor trends are basically cozy tablecloths covered. I like oh. to cover things. That's my new thing. Oh, I used cover... to have a bare sneaker <laughs> look. Yeah. I know, but okay. So I have a major crate and barrel coffee table uh-huh. that I've had for over twenty years. Mm-hmm. I spent some of my four hundred one k on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It was an investment. And, and look it, at you! You've gotten twenty years it, out of it, it so that's it a good one. Never moves. It is giant, uh-huh. and if you bump into it by accident, it's super hard. Ooh. You could need a knee replacement. Yeah. Okay, so what? I did was I took my chenille blanket uh-huh. from my cozy couch and I now doubled it and used it as a tablecloth. Okay. <laughs> hey. It softens everything. Okay. And then when I have Soft students, surroundings, Sheila. When I have students over, I had a couple students at a boys book club this weekend. They started feeling the chenille tassels and they got very quiet. Oh. They just, it's, it's, it's sensory in integration. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So you feel like it calms your students. <laughs> yes, it and calms pre- me and prevents They're your overcome by the aromatherapy, and okay. then they put their head <laughs> yeah. down on the table. Just chills, okay. chills them out. All okay. right. Um, hand lotion, I recommend Burt's Bees Almond Milk Hand Lotion. Okay. I have some in the car for the car ride home. Yes, yeah, Sheila drove drove us over here. Uh-huh. It's a two-day trip from where we're from, <laughs> okay. South Pasadena. All yeah. right, and quickly, new shows. I strongly recommend uh, The Resident and uh-huh. New Amsterdam that has strong male leads. When I'm talking male, I'm talking males. <laughs> I, these doctors are fit. They're yeah. handsome. They're hunky. They're great. New those Amsterdam. Are, those are two different shows? Yes. New Amsterdam and, and The, the Resident. Resident. And then you can just do the Chicago panel. Yeah. Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. It's oh, all things okay. Chicago. All right. All right. Hey, wait a minute. Last week you mentioned the new Jimmy Smith show, which I see. Is... I went, no, no, no. I Did it get panned? Uh, no, it got canceled. Oh, <laughs> not canceled. I shouldn't. Say. They've already announced that it is not going back into production. Oh. Okay, so, well, interesting because I watched this week and he did not cry, <laughs> and he was too late. Already I got know, canceled. It's too late. <laughs> now it starts to start crying again, Jimmy. Okay. All right. So I was sad about that because I, you know, I knew you had given them some constructive suggestions and they might be able to like save that show. Okay. The next couple questions, I'm going to integrate all of the requests from Jenny, Mark, Glenn, with two ends, and Karen McNabb. Okay. Ask about this my is an <laughs> integrated answer, so you may want to pull over okay. to slow down it's for this. It's about my diet. It's about my relationship with Ruth. And I want to say, I love eating. Ruth yes. is a foodie. Mm-hmm. Yes. We bond over food. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh-huh. that's what we do. I mean, and, and I have taught her how to order at a restaurant. Sheila is the best at that. <laughs> this morning, she, I mean, I go, I go to Starbucks all the time. I don't know what Sheila offered today. It was like a special latte with an extra shot, extra <laughs> okay. hot. Right. It was just, it, it's, it's multidimensional okay. the way she orders. Right. So, I mean, we love food. Ruth loves to cook. And I'm glad she does. I mean, she's married now. That's going to be important. <laughs> but I would say my diet is sort of a... Pescatarian paleo <laughs> with keto adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, break that down. I, I just proteins and greens, people. Okay. You, okay. I, I need proteins and greens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and I, the parmesan chips. <laughs> and I still need snacks, but I'm off bars. I think a couple of people asked, you know, do I still eat bars? Because you used to eat a lot of bars. No, no, it's pure sugar. Yeah. Yes. And I know yes. that now. <laughs> we tried telling you that. <laughs> no. There were years where you were living mainly on bars. I know. 
Um, the other thing daughters need, Jenny, they just want you to listen to them. Uh-huh. So, Jenny, you can do that over dinner. Just listen. Yeah. Some things you don't want to hear, but just listen. That is the most important bonding and, you know, to build trust with your daughter. So that there you go. That's and some then, good advice, Sheila. And then, Karen, um, I'm still, you know, one pan wonder. You put your zoodles. You put your protein in there. Um, a kale salad, some Parmesan chips. <laughs> Sprinkle them on top. Okay. Just crumple them up. So you can use these Parmesan chips in many ways. And just to keep everything going, two words, sisters. Okay. Chia seeds. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. That is all I'm going to say. Is that paleo or keto? Just do it. I mean, you will be amazed. You will be amazed. Okay. I'm writing that down, Sheila. Okay. Okay. So that's all my Q&A for now. Okay. Um, you know, I did not know that hangry was going to be um, picked up in popular culture, but you remember how hangry I used to get. I know. That's why I picked up the bars. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry Janet <laughs> asked about that. But, yeah, I'm I'm proud. Okay. I think there was a Larabar executive listening back 10 years ago when mm. we were on the air seven days mm. who said, oh, this is a woman who lives on bars. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start. Let's go with this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's go with this Sheila trend. Sheila is a trendsetter. Yes. <laughs> Sheila, I don't know if I can stay to the end of the show. I just might have to run out and get some pine cones and find that Chanel blanket and right. just start wrapping things. All righty. Okay. All right. Thanks, Sheila. Yep. That's right. It's great to have you in every once in a while. And thanks, everyone. You know, there's so much go- that goes on there in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. Like, if you're not a member... I don't know what you're waiting for. There's so much positivity happening in the Facebook yes. group. It's, you know, a rare spot. It's a refuge. It is. It is a refuge on the internet, mm-hmm. Julie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And we work hard to keep it that way. Yes. Yes. So yes. Okay. All right. So in Entertaining Sisters, we had a little list here of things we wanted to talk about. So there were many people in the Facebook group that were excited about the new uh, Catherine the Great which premiered on HBO last ooh, night. Ooh. It, it is, okay, Julie, well, you lived in Russia I for many Russia. years. I lived in Russia. I've been to Catherine the Great's Palace. Yes, yes. I'm very excited about this. Helen Mirren is starring it, right? It's Helen Mirren. So many great people. So Helen Mirren, she plays kind of a randy queen. You know, I mean, Catherine the Great was known for being yeah. like very sexually Spicy. expressive. She's beyond spicy. <laughs> there was a horse involved at one oh, point. Oh, oh. apparently oh. that's not true. Okay, because okay. I did some I did some research on today's for today's. That like I just wanted to understand. Oh, you know where I did my research for all of you who are who watched the first episode of Catherine the Great and thought like how much of this is real and who are these people and mm, I don't really know as much about Catherine the Great as I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the History Chicks, this is a podcast that oh, we I have love them. recommended yep. many times. They have a two-part uh, series on Catherine the Great. And, you know, the History Chicks are fun. So if you want the backstory on Catherine the Great so that you can watch the HBO right. and just go with it, just go with the fun of it, that's what I would recommend. Because mm-hmm. I watched the first episode and then I, I listened to installment one of the History Chicks on Catherine the Great last night just to get a little bit of perspective. Liz is so thorough, isn't she? <laughs> she she is. I we mean, just she... want to spread rumors about <laughs> horses. <laughs> I didn't start that rumor. No, I, know. I, I, I heard that from a tour guide. I know. Okay. Well, I mean, it's in the books. I've read the book, The Catherine the Great. Yeah. I know. 
Well, okay. she did have a lot of men in her life. Yes, but she did. Yes, she, she was did. the most powerful woman in the world at she the time. She was all alone so in Russia. So why not? I mean, it's cold there. Yeah. You, yeah. So, uh, okay, and this this show, it's only four episodes. So you can get into this. This is not a lifetime commitment. Uh, it's beautiful. The guy who stars as uh, Potemkin, because mm-hmm. that's her lover yeah. throughout this part of her life, is that actor Jason Clark, who I totally love. He was the star of Zero Dark Thirty. You remember oh, him, that guy? Okay. I think he's really Australian, though he never plays an Australian in anything. So he's her lover, and that is really great. And then there are a lot of other people in it who you love. Like, there's a woman in it who was in Notting Hill mm-hmm. and is also in, she was in Bodyguard most recently, the British Bodyguard. She plays the Queen's best friend. So it has all of that kind of intrigue. Then, of course, because it's, you know, Catherine the Great. And so, so I will warn you, some throats get slit, some heads get chopped off. You know, it's there's a lot going on in this world. Uh-huh. It's it's not an easy world she lives in. She has to sort of run the show. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of sex in it because, you know, that was sort of a thing that, you know, she believed in. But the gorgeous sets, Julie, yes. the, the costumes are amazing. So I think you would like it. I did look it up and a lot of it was shot in Lithuania, uh-huh. not actually At in the Russia. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, it all looks the same, right? It, <laughs> okay, well, the Russians don't feel that way, But, okay. There were a few things that they did shoot at Catherine's Palace. Is that in St. Petersburg? Yes. Did yes. we go there? Yes, we I did. Think we Liz, did. It's part yes. of my tour. Yes. It was part of my tour. Yes. If you ever toured Russia with Julie Dolan, then you have seen Catherine's Palace. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I recommend it, and I recommend the History Chicks podcast. So, uh, so that's number one. What was next on our list here? Secession. Secession. Okay. You too. Sheila, you've been on it from the beginning, From the beginning with Leanne, we felt like we were the only two people in America that were watching that show at one point, but we did it separately, and then we came together. I mean, it was, it is so good. Okay. It is so good. The pilot hooked me in immediately, and Liz, I hear, hear you. You just downloaded late to the party. Uh, this I only started watching this a month ago. Sheila. Oh wow! I realized that I was like way behind on one of the most buzzworthy TV shows, and some of those buzzworthy TV shows I purposely don't watch. Like I don't care how much you tell me about how great Breaking Bad is, I'm not watching that. I I agree. And the same with Game of Thrones. Oh so, no way! Two episodes and out. Okay. So I think. Woo! <laughs> this is a tough crowd here. No okay. secession. Let's okay. go, Liz. Yeah. What'd you think? So it was really good. So I basically watched all two seasons. It's only like eight or ten episodes each season. <laughs> in in, in, in the, how much? How much time? In was? the past month. Okay. So, okay. You know. That's not But too bad. I still. Do you ever experience that when you? So that's kind of a mini binge, not a like do it all in one weekend. But when you see them all too close together, do you? miss some things. Yes, you do. Now I'm feeling, this is my succession confession that I wanted to make. I went through all, both seasons so quickly that now I'm doubling back and watching some episodes again. Oh, no. Because I think I did not Uh allow them to sink in the way they needed to. No, that was my Sunday night. I waited a whole week. Yes. Oh, Sunday. 
secession yeah. okay. and the anticipation. Yes. And just to get your meal together and sit <laughs> get those and Parmesan just focus, chips in focus on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so engrossing. Yeah. So you are not too late. If you didn't get on the succession bandwagon, there's time. So I've also become hooked on the recaps because when I like when I finished the season two finale the other night, I was like, wait, it's over. It's over until next year. It can't be over. So then I started downloading. There are many podcasts that are succession okay. recap. After Buzz TV does one. There's one called Roycast. Slate does one. IndieWire Indie has stuff. So I, I'm going to have to like get out from under succession. But for now, I'm totally under it. Okay. Well, I have a recommendation to have both of you step away from secession move to a, a totally different universe. Okay, I want to recommend a book called Circe mm. by Madeline Mil Miller. And this is a modern retelling of the goddess story Circe. This sure. is Greek mythology. Now, I, I have to say, I, reading the Odyssey was torture for me. I don't know where you were when you read that, but I thought that, that was, was rough. That was, <laughs> I got nothing, nothing yes. out Leon of Leanne is our family classics yes, major, and I, she's not here today yes, to stick up for the yes. Odyssey. She has, she has listened to Circe and loved it as an audiobook. But what I would say about this is this is a woman's story. So, yes, you're reading Greek mythology, but it is about this woman, about her finding her own voice, about being her own woman. And it's it's so compelling and so different and so transporting. I really want to recommend this to wow, you. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's a very it's not like any book that you've ever read. Her Madeline Miller's first book was The Song of Achilles, which I didn't read. But again, because <laughs> it mentioned Achilles, Achilles in the title. Yeah. Oof, oof. <laughs> and you remembered him from the yes. Odyssey? <laughs> uh, yes. I, yes, I did. And and Leon read that one and she th thinks Circe is better than oh. The Song of Achilles. But I uh, Sheila, I will I will give you this book because it's really well done. I think you would like it. And, you know, don't be afraid because it's Greek mythology. She does have a little diagram in the back. So if you can't remember, right. you know, who, you know the, the, who the gods are and how they're yeah. related. But it's the story. It's the story of a woman, like in a way so much more powerful than that original <laughs> version. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I, I mm -hmm. good clear, recommendation. I, I want to recommend that, and then we'll put a link you. to that in the show notes if people can't write that down. Okay. Mark this date, November seventeenth, because that's when the third season of The Crown yes. starts. Okay. Love it. The trailer is just out. Mm -hmm. It's posted at our Facebook group mm -hmm. already, uh, and. Uh, that's gonna. That's we're all in on. That. Oh, yeah. okay. Total. That that yeah. You're, yeah. Whatever you do, just clear the deck. I mean, you don't even have to do Thanksgiving this year. Just <laughs> watch the ground. Okay, that's what I say. You know, I watched the trailer, Julie, and I knew that they were jumping forward in years, and I knew that there was a new cast and all of that. But I forgot that, of course, now Prince Charles would be in it, and Prince Charles will be a grown-up. Yeah. So they have some actor with big ears, some right. sad face and right. big ears playing Prince Charles. So I'm very curious to see how they, how they, how they treat Prince Charles. How they in portray this story. them. I mean, this is a difficult time for the Queen. Yeah. This is in the 70s and 80s, and things were Britain not, is a mess. The empire is falling apart. I know, and she's worried that it's going to fall apart on her reign, and yes. that. That's mm -hmm. bad. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and Prince Charles is no help. We're no, guessing. No. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I am not going to say anything derogatory about Prince Charles here today. All okay, right. that, really? that's okay. It. Yeah, it's part of my new royalist policy. You know, I'm just going to be positive, and and I'm I'm doing that because I was really touched. I know we've you've all seen this. I got a lot of media coverage about our dear Meghan Markle, mm-hmm. and they a documentary aired on Sunday in Great Britain about Meghan and Harry. And at one point, the interviewer asked her how she's doing, and she just had them such a remarkably fresh, candid answer. She said, well, you know, no one's asked me how I've been doing. And it it just takes you back to realize, you know, here she was, you know, she's only been married for two years. She... Like is she, it two years already? Yeah, wow, I mean she's struggling. She's a new mom. You yeah. know, she is. A, she's a brand new mom. She is new to being married. Uh, she's living in a new country. She has this whole new, you know, role as a royal that she never had, and and you know, and I don't think people, you know, and she's yeah. just faced relentless criticism, relent, you know, it's and so scrutiny, unfair. and it's just out of control. And I think in this moment, she reset it. You know, she's like, I'm a person and this is really my life. And that, yes, you can all, you know, you're all make, you know, writing these articles that are not true and making all this entertainment, uh, you know, at my expense, but I'm a real person. I'm very happy to hear that she is going to be spending her Thanksgiving vacation here in Los Angeles, right. Sheila, yes. with her mother. From. Yes, That's nice. yes. Do you think they're going to be serving Parmesan chips? No, as, I, as part? Do, I do not. But she may be on a similar diet as yes. yours. She, the pescatarian paleo keto adjacent. Yes. you might bump into her yes. at Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Whole Foods. Is, is, very popular. Yes. The flagship store in I Pasadena. Mean, I, I think, who knows, she may be picking up some Brussels sprouts there, so you should get on that. But, oh, I'm happy she's going to be home. She yeah. seems like she needs a break. Yes. They're taking that a, life just looks brutal. I mean, we figured marrying into the Windsor family was going to be brutal anyway, but yeah. just... Everything, yeah, I but just... and Harry's no not going anywhere. He's it's not like he's going to be king, yeah. right? So, yeah. uh, so I mean, all this scrutiny on her, you know, I uh, it just needs to stop. She's a human being. Okay, okay. so all I right. say that. Yes. Okay. Good luck, Megan. We are always rooting for you. All right. Wow, we covered quite a range of things today. Wouldn't you say? <laughs> Uh, chips to Royals. Yeah, I, yes. I mean, and back. Three. Yeah. It takes yeah. three. There's, yes. You know, we try to do it all. That's it. Here's like when you sit around and talk to your friends, you cover this much stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why we do. That's why we do that here at Satellite Sisters. So we would like to thank Sergio Enriquez for engineering the show. It's nice, Julie, that you got to meet Sergio for I, the first time. I brought him a little gift. Of course you did. I, I, I did. That's who I, you from are. Texas. Yeah, because yes. that's the way we roll. Yeah, that's, in a gift bag, Sheila. Did you see that? I know. Yes. So yeah. sweet. Yeah. Uh, and we also want to thank our sponsors for today's show. That is Warby Parker, Rothy's, Third Love, and Kapari. We always have the links to the URLs in our show notes, With which if you just swipe your phone, you'll see the show notes right there. Or if you go to the aforementioned website that we <laughs> that we maintain at SatelliteSisters.com, we have show notes there, and you can click through to any of our sponsors. We, do, we really do appreciate that they support our show and Women's Voices on the Air. So thank you to those companies. Um, I mentioned uh, you can shop at our store at SatelliteSisters.com. I also want to mention that we have a guest coming on next week. We think this will be fun. Inspired, Julie, Mm -hmm. 
by the improv session that you and Leon did when I was away. So fun, Liz. I was I, I didn't know where that was going to go, <laughs> but it really led to a different level of creativity. And so I'm open to yes. this, Liz. So creativity is our watchword now. And joining us next week, Laura Holson is a journalist at The New York Times, but she writes a lot about creativity and how to get your own creative spark going again. Mm -hmm. And she has even put together her own creativity festival next February called The Box Sessions. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But Laura's going to come on and talk to us about how we can all just get that going in ourselves. I like it. Great. Why not? So, So we got that going on. And then, okay, time for our to-do lists. Anybody have anything uh, important going on? Julie, what's on your to-do list? I've got to make it back to South Pasadena. <laughs> and, and, and Liz, that is uh, quite, quite, a, quite okay. a trip. But I will be here for all week for some low-level meetings. So that <laughs> I'm very excited about. Going to be seeing some more of you, and that will be fun. Yeah. And Sheila, how about you? What's on your to-do list? New dating outfit. Okay. I got to get it ready. Okay, we can Put talk it about it. Bed. We can talk get about it. Get it ready like we used to do our school uniform. <laughs> okay. And on my to-do list, uh, on the uh, Operation Sea Turtle update uh, on, in the Facebook group yeah. last weekend, I noted that I just had a really bad month, just health and fitness-wise. Too much travel, too little sleep, too much eating, not enough exercise. So it's the first day of the rest of my life. Good for you, Liz. All right. and, and I just want to thank all of the sisters and misters. You know, what that thread is for in the Facebook group is to provide pep talks and check-ins with each other. So I got a bunch of good pep talks, and you're right. You just got to... Just got to start again. Restart. That's it. Just, you can it's do a it, restart. Liz. So, okay. uh, so I got the restart going. Yesterday was the first day of my life, and that went well. And today is now the first day of my life, and so far so good. Seems to be going well, Liz. <laughs> you keep it up. That good work, and everybody needs that encouragement and support. You yes, know? it's right. it's a roller coaster taking yep. care of yourself. It is. <laughs> yes, it I'm is. a full time job. I don't know about <laughs> anybody else. You are. <laughs> yes. Oh, people did want to know how your swimming is going. I, I'm swimming four times a week. Okay. Good. Yes. All right. Good. Yeah, I got to get back in the pool. That's what I got to do. I love that feeling. Okay, so that's the Operation Sea Turtle update. You can check all of that out in the Facebook group. So that's it for us this week. Uh, thanks, sisters. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>